This is the Revenue with Real Estate podcast, helping you understand the real risks and rewards of profitable real estate investing so that you can lead a life that you love. Are you ready to talk some real estate investing? What's going on, listeners? This is Doug Myers, host of the Revenue with Real Estate podcast. Welcome back to the show. It's a pleasure to have you here. It is September 29th, 2021, and I just went away for the weekend, and I turned off the grid. I went off the grid, I should say. I turned off my phone, I turned off the internet, and I tuned in to an activity that I do four times a year. I do approximately every 90 days or so, and it's the activity of quarterly planning and goal setting. And I also complete a quarterly review as a part of that process for my previous 90 days, for my previous three months. Last week on our Thursday weekly group coaching call that we do with our group here with Revenue, I went through this process a little bit short. We, we didn't have a whole bunch of time. We were talking about other things. And I wanted to share it at a deeper level after the weekend and doing the exercise for myself once again, adding in some new things and kind of pulling out the process a little bit further so that I could teach it better. I thought it would be a good episode to do because I can explain it a little bit more detail and have a little bit more time. And also as a lead-in for maybe people who are listening to Revenue and wondering, okay, what the heck do you guys do? This is something that we do within our group. So if you're in the real estate investing space, you're looking to get started and you're wondering, okay, what, what do we do? Do we just do real estate investing coaching? Do we do education? Do we do training? What happens inside of your program? This is some of the things that we talk about. It's not just real estate. In fact, real estate is in many ways pretty tactically simple. There are a lot of different strategies you can use. There are plenty of different resources out there for you to get the knowledge that you need to be good in real estate. A lot of it comes down to mindset. It comes down to accountability. It comes down to responsibility and planning and charting a course for what you want to do. And then actually going out and executing it and having people on your team who are going to keep pushing you forward and guide you along the way. Before I get into the nuts and bolts of this episode, I want to start something new here with the show, and that is this. We don't run ads on the show. We're not here to promote deals. We're not here to promote other businesses. We're not here to promote sponsors or anything like that. We do this for free. We do this because with revenue, we want you to understand the real risks and rewards of profitable real estate investing so you can lead a life that you love. It's that simple. And so it's an exchange of value. If you find value in this show, I've got two asks of you. The first ask of you is this, and I'm going to keep asking it from here on forward, is that you share the show. You share it with someone you know. You share it with someone within your network who's interested in real estate investing. You share it with someone who needs the conversation around what we're going to talk about today or whatever the episode may be. The second ask is that if you are in a position right now where you want to get started in real estate investing or you've been investing for a little bit and you're looking to take that next step. Maybe you've got a few properties and you're looking to grow your portfolio and actually turn it into a real estate investing business, or you're trying to use real estate to leave a job. Then my second ask to you 
is if you're in that position and you find value in this show or another show that we do, is that you give us the opportunity to help serve you along your journey by getting in touch with us. Send us an email, info at revenue.com. Reach out to us on our website, www.revenue.com. And share that you were listening to the podcast and that you want to take the next step with your real estate investing journey. Have a conversation with us and see if we're the right fit. If we're not the right fit for you, great. We're going to help you find somebody who is. And you can continue to listen to the show so long as you find value in it. And if you don't, then hey, don't give us a call. Don't reach out. I'm totally cool with that. I think it's fair. Do you think it's fair? If you think it's fair, then you're my kind of person. Okay, let's get into the show here quarterly planning and goal setting process. It's a 90 day cycle. So what is this about? Quarterly planning and goal setting is an activity that all real estate investors should be doing approximately every 90 days. So the year 365 days, you can break the year down into four 90 day cycles. And if you do that, that gives you four days, essentially one day per quarter to plan the next quarter and to review the quarter that just finished. And that'll leave you with one day day 365, where you can enjoy the new year or Christmas or Thanksgiving, whatever, maybe just jokes. You're going to have that one extra day to, I don't know, do whatever you want. Anyways. So what's the whole point of doing a quarterly plan and setting goals on a quarterly basis? Well, the desired end state of the quarterly exercise is as follows to establish three to seven priority goals that you are committed to focusing on executing, and completing over the next 90 days. Okay, I'm going to read that again. To establish three to seven priority goals that you are committed to focusing on, executing, and completing over the next 90 days. Now, in order to establish those three to seven priority goals, this process requires you to do a few things. The first of which is to reflect on your successes from the past 90 days, Identify areas of focus that exist now and to look ahead to the next 90 days to determine what excites you and interests you most. It's pretty simple. That process requires reflection first of your previous 90 days. It requires identification of what's going on right now in your life, what you're focused on, what's exciting you, and then looking ahead and creating a vision for what that next 90 days looks like. Okay, so reflect, identify, create. That's the process. To make this a really successful exercise requires you to do a couple of things in terms of when you do it, where you do it, and how much time you spend doing it. So we've talked about the when every 90 days or so, right? Because we're in the 90-day cycle with the quarterly planning. But the importance of these other elements such as the time that you take on it and your location, cannot be understated. This activity should be an unrushed personal activity that you really take seriously. As such, it's important to get the set and the setting right for your quarterly planning and goal setting session or sessions, because sometimes this takes a good amount of time. In fact, whenever I do it, this is a, this is a long process. And by long, I mean, you know, it could take me a day. I might have to go away for a couple of days and really think about it because it is that important to me. And for those of you who are sitting there going, oh, what, Doug, you're going to spend a full day or two days out of your life to just plan and, and review and plan and review. And yeah, I am. Because 
the execution of those next 90 days requires me to spend a little bit of time in strategic planning mode, in leadership mode, in visionary mode. You can't spend all your time in that space because you actually have to go out and and do the work. You have to go produce. But in order to produce effectively on a weekly basis, on a day-by-day basis, and over the next 90 days of a quarter requires you to scale back, rise up above the landscape that is your life, and look down on it from that 30,000-foot view and ask, okay, what's the most important? What should I be doing right now? If I want to get to Y, and I'm currently at X, how do I get there? Who is going to help me get there? What are the things I need to prioritize in order to move from X to Y? And the only way you can do that is by getting out of the weeds of your day-to-day life and seeing the whole picture as it is. So that's why the importance of giving yourself time to disconnect from your day-to-day life and remove yourself from your day-to-day life by, say, going to a different location to do this exercise is really powerful. The other piece of this is for those of you who are sitting there going, man, I don't have one or two days to just take off and go do this planning and reviewing exercise that you're talking about, Doug. And I would challenge you with this, is that if you don't take the time to do it, or you think you don't have the time to do it, chances are, if you're not a very personally effective person to begin with, is that you actually waste more than a day or two over the course of 90 days doing things that have nothing to do with your priorities and don't get you any closer to the goals that you say you have. You're doing activities that are not a part of the vision that you have for your life. So case in point, maybe you go out drinking on Friday nights. Not every week, but how about every third week? And that night looks like meeting your friends at 7 p.m., going out to a bar, having a number of drinks. You get back home at 12 or 1 o'clock. Maybe you had a few too many, and so that kind of rolls into Saturday morning, and you're not actually really productive until Saturday afternoon. So let's just take some hours here. Let's say you went from 7 p.m. on Friday night, and you didn't get back to, call it business, on until 1 p.m. on the following Saturday. Well, hey, that's 18 hours. That's 18 hours. And if you do that every three weeks, which in a quarterly cycle is going to mean that you're going to do that about four times, four times 18, that's 72 hours. How many days is that? That's three days. That's three days that you've spent doing that activity, which is not probably not returning you any value on the accomplishment of the goals that you say you have or the creation of the vision that you want in your life. How about those of you that are watching a lot of TV, perhaps? That'd be another challenge, okay? Maybe you're watching TV two, three, four hours a night. Maybe you binge watch Netflix series on the weekends, right? Four hours at a time. You do that consistently for for 12 weeks. Let's say four hours of TV a week, just kind of lost, not really doing anything. That's time, times 12, four hours times 12, 12 weeks in the quarter. What are we at? We're at 48 hours. That's two days. So, This time is going somewhere. So if you're saying, hey, I don't have the time, you probably need to look. I'm just going to challenge you to look at your life and think about these examples that I put out there and say, hey, am I doing those activities? 
Or is there something else that I'm doing that's maybe pulling me away from this? I'm just challenging you on the excuse of not having enough time to add such an intentional activity that's going to require your time and attention to do properly into your life. That's it. So think about it, go away, ask yourself those questions and let me know if there's something in your life that eh, you realize, Hey, you know what? That's really not something that I uh, should be doing, or maybe I could reallocate time to doing this instead as a trial. Just humor me on that one. Okay. So importance of time and location in order to maxify, in order to maximize, in order to maximize the benefit of this exercise and to connect to what you truly want to create in your life over the next 90 days, the next quarter, you need that time and you need the location. So a couple of items here on time, give yourself plenty of uninterrupted time to work through the process. Uninterrupted, free of distractions as best you can. I know some people who listen to the show, they've got young kids. That makes it really tough. You got to find a way to do this your best. I know there are certain circumstances that we just can't get around, but having that uninterrupted time to do this exercise is going to allow you to go deep and do the deep work to really think about what it is that you want to create. Eliminate distractions. This is key. Like I told you off the top, I I just went away for a couple of days. Uh, I went to a different location, which I'll talk about in a bit, but I turned off my phone. I let everybody know in my life who's in my inner circle, who maybe would have expected to hear from me or wanted to stay in touch, that my phone was going to be off. I wasn't going to be responding to messages. I had my email off. I, I basically had the internet off. I didn't turn on the TV. So I eliminated all the distractions that would have pulled me away from me just diving into what's most important over the next 90 days and figuring that out so that I could stay focused. Because being distracted is going to inhibit your ability to go deep. It's going to inhibit your ability to really invest in this exercise and invest in yourself. And as a result, you're not going to get the results that you want, or you're not going to feel connected to the vision that you're creating. And that's really, really important. This exercise may take a few hours. It could be longer. For me, it's definitely longer. And it may be spread out over a couple of days. That might be just what you need, especially if you're not used to doing this kind of deep work where you're really thinking about your life and thinking about what you want to create. It's mentally taxing. That's why having uninterrupted time blocks and being undistracted is really important to foster the work and the the mental acuity that you need in order to be most effective doing this exercise. So yeah, it's going to take some time. It's important that you feel the process and really think through the vision that you want to achieve. And then from that, you'll be able to set your goals. The second piece of this is location. I recommend, I know from a lot of people who do similar exercises, that they recommend that you take this time to do this activity away from your day-to-day life, if possible. Make sure you're doing it in a quiet place. That's for sure, at the very least. So Somewhere secluded, if you can, like if you can get away to a cabin, if you can get away to a, you know, a hotel property or a resort that you're going to where you can be really quiet and introspective, having that different environment really helps here. If you can't get away from your day-to-day life, maybe going to a quiet coffee shop or a library or an office space or a workspace where you can close the door and have that time to yourself is really the key to the location component of doing this exercise. 
Because again, you want to support undistracted, uninterrupted time. So if you can get a quiet place, something that's away from your day-to-day life where those day-to-day distractions are not going to be present, then that's going to help you overall be successful with this exercise. Okay, so we talked about why the exercise itself is important. I've tried to convince you on the reasons why you should do it and what I think you're going to get out of it. And so now let's get into the actual process. I've talked about this off the top. I'm going to get a little bit further into the details here with the question prompts. Okay, so the process. Again, it's a a three-step process followed by the fourth step, which is actually setting the goals for the quarter. So the first step, reflecting. You want to take the time to look back on your previous 90 days. And the question that I have and the questions that are related to this, credit where credit is due, it actually comes from Dan Sullivan's How to Change Your Life Every 90 Days. Dan Sullivan, entrepreneurial coach, he has the brand, I think it's called Strategic Coach. And uh, I've read a couple of his books. They've been really good and helpful in, in my life. And so, yeah, these questions that he asks are about this 90-day process to help facilitate it, okay? And so the first step of that is reflecting. Reflecting, again, looking back on your previous 90 days, and the question, question one, is looking back over the past 90 days or past quarter, what things that you have achieved are you most proud of? Notice that the question does not talk about the things that you failed at or the things that were really tough that you didn't get done or the omissions, or the embarrassments. In fact, you'll find in all the questions that I'm about to lay out is that they are all very optimistic. They are all very forward-facing and they are all about learning lessons and getting excited and confident in yourself and what you have to create. And in order to get there, you don't want to focus on the things that are causing you grief, causing you struggle, causing you pain. We can definitely learn some things from those experiences. But in this exercise, we want to focus on the creation of a new reality. And in order to get there, it helps to feel good, to have elevated emotions around success, around accomplishment, around things that you're excited about and proud of. And so that's where this first question comes from on reflecting. So again, that question, looking back over the past 90 days or quarter, what things that you have achieved are you most proud of? And so you'd sit and think about this and write them down. Maybe you accomplished your first real estate deal. Maybe you joined a new program or you joined a mastermind. Maybe you set some new records in your business. Maybe you quit a job. Maybe you made a plan to quit a job. Maybe you accomplished something athletically. Maybe it was an athletic milestone. Maybe you ran 10 kilometers or you ran a marathon. There's a number of things that you have achieved in the past 90 days. So think about it. Really feel those emotions that come up from knowing that you achieved something that you set out to achieve and write it down. Reflect on it. And you should be able to, looking at that page of the results that you have, go, oh, wow, you know, I really did accomplish a lot in the past 90 days. Or are you going to look at a blank page and go, wow, my life has a lot of potential And this past 90 days did not show it because I can't think of anything that I'm proud of achieving, in which case you really need to look at, okay, well, what am I going to create now in the next 90 days so that I can do this exercise again, come start of 2022 and have some things to look back that I'm actually proud of. So it goes both ways there. Part two is identifying current areas of interest 
and focus. So this is narrowing in on what's important right now. In the present moment, the things that you've been doing. And so the question related to that, again from Dan Sullivan's How to Change Your Life Every 90 Days, is this. What are the current areas of focus and progress that make you the most confident? I like this question. It's an interesting question because it doesn't just say, what are the current areas of focus in your life? It asks you to associate the emotion and the feeling of confidence with these areas of focus and progress. And I think that's a really key takeaway, right? It's, it's one thing to just identify, okay, well, what am I focused on? But when you add in the emotion of feeling confident, now it creates some forward momentum on the things that you're focused on. You know, for example, as I probably shared on this show a couple of times, is that I've been training to run a marathon. I had a little bit of a setback back in the summer, and now I'm getting back on the train. Uh, and when I say train, my training program, so that I should be able to run it here in, in the last quarter. And in fact, that was one of the goals that I set, is getting the confidence around my running. So I've been doing training three, four times a week. I've been doing half marathons and increasing the quality of my runs at that distance. So that's giving me confidence that I'm going to be able to set a goal related to running the marathon and actually achieve it. So again, that second question, what are the current areas of focus and progress that make you feel the most confident? And again, you're going to write down those different areas in your life. To bring it back to real estate investing, you could say that I'm focused on developing my joint venture presentation or my investor deck so that I, when I have conversations with people who are interested in real estate and we're meeting for coffee or we're having a conversation over Zoom, is that I've got something that I can share with them. And so you've been working on that presentation. It's looking really good. And you've been making progress there. You'd put something like that down. Say, hey, this is a current area of focus and progress. I'm really confident in how it looks. I'm excited to have these conversations now. And so you could identify that as, as one of the things that's currently got your interest and focus and is making you feel confident to, within real estate investing, keep growing as a real estate investor. The third part of this, and this part to me is, is really the reason why you want to give yourself lots of time and you want to give yourself a location where you're not going to be distracted and you can really connect to what it is that you want to do in your life over the next 90 days. And that is creating. It's creating a vision of the desired future that you want. It's looking out 90 days and saying, where do I want to be in 90 days? What does my life look like 90 days from now? The question associated with this, question three, is looking ahead at the next 90 days, what new developments, projects, or goals are giving you the greatest sense of excitement? Again, a really good question to elicit the emotion here. And that's part of why the location, the time that you spend on this exercise is so, so key. Because you're visualizing. You are creating a, a visual representation of what your life looks like in 90 days. So for a really simple one, for somebody who's starting out in real estate investing, you don't have any properties yet, but you have identified that you've got some resources, you've got the ability to get investing, but you're just scared to pull the trigger. In this exercise, you can visualize what your life looks like once you've completed your first deal, once you've made your first property investment. 
in thinking about that and creating the vision of that, that should make you pretty excited. And so that would be an item that you would put down under your answer to this question. Looking ahead at the next 90 days, what new developments, projects, or goals are giving you the greatest sense of excitement? And so you could put that down. Owning my first real estate property. Making my first real estate investment. Appearing on my first real estate investing podcast. Starting my business. Leaving my job. Creating the plan to leave my job. If you're listening to those different examples and one of them clicks with you, then maybe that's something that goes down on your sheet. Remember, these are things that make you excited. Don't put down things that aren't making you excited. Don't put down things that are part of your status quo or are already a part of your life. If you already own three properties, don't put down that you want to make your properties look just a little bit nicer by doing a quick paint job, right? That's, that's not really that exciting. Excitement is growing. Excitement is creating something that you haven't had before. That's what this is about. You want to tap into that feeling. Connect to it, visualize it, create it in your mind so that you can then use that creation to set your goals, which is part four. So again, question three, looking ahead at the next 90 days, what new developments, projects, or goals are giving you the greatest sense of excitement? And you would write down those things under your answer to this question. Which brings us to part four. If you've done all this work now, You've taken the time to reflect on what it is that you're proud of achieving. You've identified the current areas of interest and focus that make you feel the most confident. You've created a bit of a vision as to what you want your life to look like in the next 90 days by tapping into some of the exciting projects, developments, things that are on your radar that you really enjoy and and are looking forward to doing. Then you should have enough material, enough content, as it were, Related to your life, the things you've done, the things you're doing, and the things that you want to do to now set those priority goals that you're going to focus on for the next 90 days. So part four is setting those goals, setting your priority goals and mapping out the initial next steps in order to achieve them. Question four from Dan Sullivan's How to Change Your Life Every 90 Days. What are the five new jumps you can now achieve that will make your next 90 days a great quarter, regardless of what else happens. You might be hearing this word jumps. Well, what's a jump? Just think of jumps as goals, okay? Jumps are steps. A jump is the next level up. So it's something that you can do, something that you can achieve, that's going to make things great in the next 90 days, regardless of what else happens. So five new jumps. You can think of this in the context of goals. In fact, that's what it is. Jumps are goals. And anywhere, in my opinion, between three and seven is acceptable. They're using five, which is right in the middle of those. But we say between three and seven goals because that's enough goals to be a challenge, but it's not too many to get you distracted. And I've been on the other side of this, so just trust me when I say it. If you're going out and setting more than seven goals chances are that you're going to fail at a lot of them and you're going to be drawn in too many directions. It's really hard to have too many priorities. And so you need to get clear. And that three to seven range gives you priority goals in a variety of areas. Because I'm not just talking about real estate investing when I'm, when I'm doing this. 
right? I might have some real estate investing specific goals. In fact, I pretty much always do. But these three to seven goals are related to life, my personal life, my health and wellness, my finances, my business, my real estate, my spiritual life. These categories that are all encompassing of a well-balanced, well-lived life. It's not in one particular area. Now you could drill down and set goals in each of these priority areas, but the point of this exercise is to identify and set what those priority areas are to begin with. Because if you don't know what those are, then it's going to become really hard for you on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, to choose the right actions that are going to help move you forward. Question four, what are the five new jumps you can now achieve that will make your next 90 days a great quarter, regardless of what else happens? So that's asking you to tap into things that, as it says, even if everything else in your life is really, really bad and just not productive and not good, if you finished five things, five jumps, I'm going to use three to seven goals, okay? If you finish three to seven goals that are top priorities for you, that's going to make your life significantly better come 90 days than if you don't have them done, regardless of what else happens. So again, a beautiful question, right? Because it focuses your attention on the things that matter most. So once you've set those goals, whether you've decided to just follow the question directly at it as is and identify those five jumps that you want to make, or you've decided that you're going to choose three to seven priority goals, either way, you're going to come to a point where you've got those priority goals set and they're written down on paper alongside of the vision that you've looked at, the things you're most excited for the next 90 days, the things that you've identified as most interesting and focused that's making you confident right now, and your reflection of your previous 90 days. Okay, so you should all have that. But most important and what we're going to focus on now is what do you do after you set those goals? So after you've set your quarterly goals, the next step is to just do this one thing, and that's to determine the initial next actions required that will move you closer towards achieving the goals that you just set. Notice how I didn't say map out the entire roadmap from where you currently are to the completion of the goal. If you know all the steps, great, then yeah, you can map it out. But chances are, if these goals are really exciting you, they're probably also scaring you a little bit. And they're scaring you because you don't actually know how you're going to achieve it. And that's part of the fun, is a goal helps you grow. And a goal is often something you've never accomplished before. In fact, it shouldn't be something you've accomplished before. Because a goal forces you to grow. It forces you to become the type of person who can then accomplish the goal that you've gone out and set. So you don't need to know all of the steps from day one. In fact, you probably won't. And that's a good thing. You just need to know the next step. And everybody can figure out that initial next step. You don't need to determine every action. Just determine the one action that's going to get you one step closer. And once you've done that, then you can figure out the next action. And once you've done that, then the next one, and so on and so forth. But it all starts with beginning with the end in mind. That's why setting the goal comes first and figuring out the steps on how to get there and who can help you get there 
comes after. One final thing before we wrap up, and this is really the fatal error when it comes to setting goals and actually accomplishing them. And that's this. Most people go through the exercise of setting the goals. They've gone through the exercise of creating the vision. They get super hyped up. They're amped. Oh, I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to be in the gym every day for the rest of the year, right? These New Year's resolution people. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe you've been one of them. That's okay. Here's the reason why you've been failing. It's this. Most people fail to accomplish their goals because they create the vision. They set the priority goals. And then they don't do anything to keep themselves on track. They set the goals and they walk away. And eventually they forget about it. Eventually they say, oh, I didn't want to do that anyways. They don't even know where they wrote the goals. Heck, they might not have even written them. Might have just been in their head. This is the fatal flaw. Is that they're not doing anything to keep themselves on track. They don't review the goals that they set on a frequent basis. They don't set the next actions required to move forward on the goals. So we talked about that just a little bit earlier. They are not setting that next step. They're thinking to themselves, oh my gosh, there's way too much going on here and I don't know what to do. And they don't take the time to just identify that one next step that's going to get them closer. And so it's, it paralyzes them. It stops them in, in fear because they don't have the plan. Again, you don't need the plan. You just need that one next step. We can all figure that out. They don't consistently execute on their required actions. That's another reason why people fail at their goals. This is when you figured out what it is the next step is, but you don't do it. You're scared. You make excuses. There's fear. There's doubt. There's insecurity. There's all these things that come up and you come up against them. Boom. Ah, can't do it. Maybe I'm just not good enough. Maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I should do something else. And so they quit. And the goals and the vision and everything goes with it. And then they get frustrated. Maybe you've experienced this before. I know I have. And the last thing that people don't do is they don't evaluate their progress on a consistent basis. If you're not checking in to see how you're doing on your goals, and this ties in with those other things, if you're not reviewing them, if you're not taking the actions if you're not evaluating the actions that you're taking, then you're going to lose track of where you are. And you're not going to feel like you're actually making any progress because, well, hey, you're not. And you have no record to show of your actions, the ones that you've been taking or the ones that you haven't been taking, that's going to show you where you've gone amiss, where you've taken a misstep, where an action that you have taken maybe wasn't the right action or maybe you didn't take it with enough force or maybe you didn't do what you were supposed to do and so you fall back my recommendation to avoid falling into this trap and avoid falling into the fatal errors that cause you to fail at the goals that you set is to adopt a habit of reviewing your goals reviewing those quarterly goals at a minimum on a weekly basis Okay, so you've made that vision, you've set your priority quarterly goals, and now every week you're going to come back to those goals and review them, and you're going to read them, and you're going to see, okay, this is what I wanted to accomplish, this is what I set out to do, and you're going to look back at the progress that you made on that goal during the week. How do you do that? 
Well, you look at the next action step, that initial next action that you first wrote down in regards to each of the priority goals that you have, and you honestly assess yourself. You say, hey, did I get that done? If there was more than one of those steps, did you get them all done? If not, why didn't you get them done? What happened? Did you try and fail or did you not try at all? Get that honest feedback. And when you see it on a weekly basis and you know that you're coming back to it, that's going to help keep you on track. It's going to keep you honest with yourself. It's going to keep you accountable to yourself and to the goals that you set. Each week, you're also going to determine the next action steps that are going to get you closer to completing the goal. At minimum on a weekly basis. I'm not saying that you can't do this on a daily basis because you can. And if you're really taking action, there's a lot of steps. You're going to have to. Right? You're going to knock the next action step off the list and you're going to be like, great, what's next? Oh, I got to make this call. Oh, I got to make this presentation. Oh, I got to send this email. Oh, I got to get this guy or girl on the phone. Oh, I got to make that offer. You're going to know because it's going to be that next step that's been identified for you based on the actions and the completion of the previous step. Okay? And then you're going to complete a plan or you're going to create a plan each week for completing the next action step or steps, and you're going to execute on it during the week. Okay, so I'm going to review this again. Once you've set those quarterly priority goals, you are going to review those quarterly goals on, at minimum, a weekly basis. And during that weekly review, you're going to read the goals. You're going to assess the progress that you made on each goal during the week by evaluating your results relative to the initial next actions that you set in the previous week review or from your original quarterly goal setting. You're going to look at what those next action steps were and you're going to say, did I get that done? If not, why? If yes, great. What are the next step or steps that you need to take? So you're going to determine those next action steps that are going to get you closer to completing the goal. And you're going to create a plan based on those action steps for completing them and then you're going to go execute that plan during the week. And you're going to come back next week and do the same thing. Assess the progress that you made on the action steps you set. Determine what the next ones are. Create a plan for completing them. And then go execute. Rinse, repeat. Rinse, repeat. And that is what's going to get you closer to achieving those goals. And in fact, achieving them. And hopefully, as promised, having the greatest quarter of your life. Period. As I wrap up the show here... Get into action. You can do this exercise as many times as you want for as long as you want. You can create visions. You can set goals. You can do all that stuff. And that's great. I love it. But if you don't get into action on the goals that you set and the vision you create, that is going to lead you to incredible amounts of frustration. I can tell you from experience when I've gone away and I've set some big goals and I've created a vision and then I haven't taken the right actions in order to get there. And I know it has nothing to do with outside circumstances. It has everything to do with me. That's a frustrating place. And so you got to get into action. You got to execute on the plan. Like I said, off the top of this, you have to remove yourself at the start from the day-to-day -day life that you have and rise up to that elevated view of everything that it is that you want to do so that you can see and assess, okay, what are the priorities that I want to be working on? Great, you go into that strategic planning mode. You go into the leadership, the visionary mode, and you do this exercise. But then 
you got to come back down. You got to get operational. You got to execute. You got to come back down to the day-to-day and work on those priorities and the next action steps that you set based on the goals that you created. So you can see how you got to move between the two. If you never get out of the day-to-day by doing these exercises, you're never going to be able to create the vision and the goals that you want that's going to create the life that you desire. If all you're doing is creating visions and setting goals and never actually doing any of the work, guess what? It follows that none of them are ever going to happen. So you got to have the balance. You go create the vision, you set the goals, and you get back to work. Then you review it. Then you create the vision, set the goals, get back to work. And the process continues. Quarter after quarter after quarter. Before you know it, you're achieving the visions that you set. You're achieving the goals and accomplishing the things that you want. You're setting new ones. You're at a new level. Your vision becomes bigger. Your goals become bigger. The impact that you have becomes greater. The people around you will see the difference in your life. They'll see the difference in you. Now they'll probably start asking the question, hey, what are you doing? And you'll be able to say to them, well, I started doing this and it's changed my life. And it's one of the things that I think maybe you should do. And at that point, because you've got the results and you've been doing it for a while, they might be willing to listen and that might change the course of their life too. I encourage you to give this quarterly planning, this review, this goal setting process a try and to eventually make it a consistent part of your lifestyle too. When you take the time to determine what matters most every 90 days, it helps you stay focused each quarter, each week, and each day because you've invested the time and energy needed to determine your priorities. From there, you can move forward with a clear purpose committed to creating the life you want. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said earlier, we're introducing a new thing here with the show. If you like the show, you got value from this, you can do one of two things. One, share it with a friend. Share it with somebody that matters to you, that you think needs to hear this conversation, and could learn something from it. The second thing is, if you're on the fence, if you're looking to get started in real estate investing, or you've been doing it for a while and you want to grow your portfolio from here, reach out to us. Send us an email, info at revenue.com, or visit us online, www.revenue.com, and get in touch. Let's have a conversation to see how we can help serve you. And if we can't, hey, we'll let you know that too. And we'll point you in the right direction that's going to help you achieve your real estate goals. I'm Doug Myers. It's September 29th, 2021, which means that you can take this exercise today or this weekend, put it into place, and have your quarterly goals, your plan set up for the end of 2021 so that you can finish the year strong. Take action. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening to the show and I'll catch you next week for another episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Revenue with Real Estate podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Just a couple of more things before you take off. If you want to learn more about Revenue, you can check us out at revenue.com. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. On YouTube at Revenue with Real Estate, Facebook Revenue with Real Estate, or on Instagram at Revenue Canada. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, or anything that you want to share with us here at the show, please send us an email to info at revenue.com. Revenue with Real Estate, helping you understand the real risks and rewards of profitable real estate investing so that you can lead a life that you love. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to welcoming you to the Revenue with Real Estate community. 